This is Michelle from Same Same But Black. This is the Icon series of 2021 with a conversation with Lola Flash, who's contributed photographs from her Legend series. Lola is based in New York and London and has been taking photographs of our community for many years. Enjoy. Thank you so much, Lola, for your time and your artistry. Hi, Lola. Thank you for taking the time. How important is it for us to document our community with photography? So for me, it's really important to document. I almost feel more like an activist that uses their camera than an artist. You know, I feel, I feel it's real strong pressure to, every time I pick my camera up, to be representing one of my communities that I belong to. So, you know, when I first started, um, I really did not have any, any kind of hopes or, or wants to be in a museum or a gallery. I didn't think that that's where my audience was. So I was looking for pubs and, you know, runs and, and to be honest, the, the sort of initial need to photograph my communities was really to do have this one-on-one -on -one engagement with my, um, with my models and to, to, to let, you know, to bring my big old four by five camera, drag that on in, you know, through the subways and everything like that, you know, through rain and snow kind of thing, but show up and be there for two hours with my sitter and for them to know, like Lola Flash came here with, the, you know, their big old camera. And because they, they think I'm, I'm beautiful, because that's the theme of my, my work, no matter if I'm talking about race or whatever, it's always about the beauty that's that, that we just not have not been able to, um, well, it's like, it's, it's like this locked up secret. We have all this beauty within our communities, but none of our stories are ever told in that way. So for two hours, people can sit there in front of my camera and give me that gaze, right? Because the gaze is also important because that's something that if you looked in Whitey's eye back in the day, you'd be killed, right? So all of, all of my portraits have the gaze, right? They're looking at you. Some of them are confrontational, some of them not so much, right? And so again, back to my models, for two, two hours, they can sit there and feel beautiful. And that was a really important exchange. It still is a very important exchange for me, for me to remind these people that they are, and I shouldn't even say these people, but to remind my people that they are beautiful. And, you know, even if they step out on the street the next second, you know, and someone gives them a, a dirty look or, you know, grabs their bag because they think they're going to steal their stuff, you know, at least they've had this like little reprise with me. And that's really how it, you know, I kind of saw it as like almost maybe like I'm some kind of like healer, you know, um, it was very spiritual for me. And, and, but now, now after four decades of doing this work and, you know, I'm sure I have another four decades left in me, but as a way leave my legacy. And so that, when some little black kid that looks like me with a crazy hairstyle and, you know, loves art can go into a museum and they can say, oh, look at Lola Flash's photograph or look, look at their portrait. They look a lot like me, you know, or look at this person here. They're queer. They could, they could, I could be like them or, you know, to have, to finally have these positive role models, you know, and that's where I kind of think that this, that's where I realized the switch in me has changed, you know, this, this need to, you know, cause now I'm just like, I don't say 
um, can I be in your collection? I say, uh, you know, I email them and I say, when would you like to meet for my studio visit? You know, and so that's that's what I'm talking about right right now. It's about naming that time. And you know, again, I'm positive. I I'm not sitting around about woulda, shoulda, coulda. You know, the time now, and people are reaching out to me, and um, I suppose because it's not been my want for all of my career, it's a nice addition. You know, like they say, it's like kind of the icing on the cake. Some will argue that you know, we still are in some sense of slavery, right? That, you know, the new Jim Crow, right? But they've never been able to, they, these institutions, white supremacy, they haven't been able to like make it so that I couldn't buy film, right? I'm smart enough to get a job to buy my film. They couldn't stop me from buying a camera so I can go and take these beautiful photographs, you know? So within this system, that patriarchal system that we're working in, we can still get the work done, you know, and maybe it's slower, but it, the work, you know, it, you have to have that passion and you have to have that persistence. And, and if you have that, and to all the artists that are out there, you just have to just keep going and just pushing and just knowing that you're right. And having these friends, you know, for me, I have this amazing collective of friends who have always introduced me as like, this is Lola Flash, the photographer. Everyone has known from day one, that's what I do. And they have, lifted me and you know so in some ways I feel that my new acclaimed uh, success is all really based on all of those people who have supported me for all of those years my friends in London my friends in New York California all over the world Australia New Zealand right and so well first of all I'm really honored to be part of ICON and just really blessed to you know, have have you reach out to me to to share my words and opinions, and you know it's it's hard work, and when you're always having to reach out to folks, it gets tiring. So I, I really appreciate you reaching all the way across the world to hear my thoughts. So the photographs and legends that that um, are part of the Icon series is are Miss Kimberly, my love, uh, Campbell X, my love. And Sunil Gupta, my love. So I sort of instantly had this, I kind of, I fall in love with my models. Uh, you know, when I see someone, it's like that I want to photograph, I feel this sense of falling in love. Um, but let me just back up a bit. A bit. The, the photographs of those people that I just talked about, um, those wonderful people I just talked about, uh, are under the umbrella of my series Legends. Now, Legends started off because I was at this event and I saw this trans woman who's recently on a, a TV show and uh, I got excited to see her. And I, was, I think I was mostly excited to see this performance. I went over to her and I said, oh, have you ever seen this show before? And she looked at me and she said, do I know you? was like what and I ran back to my table basically with my tail between my legs I didn't yeah and so that was it saw the show went home woke up the next morning and I kind of have this like I have like maybe sometimes a slow kind of synapsis or you know it takes me a while to process what happens and so I don't always have these immediate reactions and so when I woke up the next morning I said 
she bloody well should know who I am, who all the activism that we have done over the years have made it so she can sashay her little self across the TV screen. My photography has always been this kind of cathartic experience, right? It's a way of me talking about the things that are on my mind and changing that narrative. So I thought to myself, you know what? There's a lot of other people like me that are sort of in my age group, they're kind of, you know, sort of 55 to 65, who have done a lot of work for our community. And so I kind of like on the down low, you know what I mean? They don't, they're not really these kind of like people waving their flags, like, look what I did. I thought to myself, let me start photographing them because, you know, we didn't have any kind of L word. We didn't have LGBTQ plus centers. Um, you know, there were no posters or, um, you know, it was this kind of quiet secret when we grew up. Even still, we knew that, you know, that we were different, right? Um, I knew when I was like three or four that I didn't want to wear dresses. You know, my mom was like, horrified that she had been putting me in dresses all these time, this time, you know? And so from that point on, my dad took me to the boys' store and I got, you know, I didn't have to fuff around in the girls' department. I just went straight to the boys' department, right? And so um, that was the kind of foundation of the way that I grew up having enforcement. Some in the, in the series, um, like Bunk Angel is very uh, clear about the fact that, you know, his parents weren't so supportive of, of him. It's almost like a know each other, or when we have our photos, when I have my photo shoots, uh, you know, one person comes in and another person leaves, and most likely they know each other and they're like, hey, I haven't seen you for a while. Or, you know, it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing because, again, these people aren't, they, they, I don't think that they all would be saying like, oh, the reason why we have made such advances in the community is because of me. But, it is, and, and because we aren't, because our successes aren't always documented, uh, because we aren't always documented, or if we are documented, we're documented in a negative way, people don't get to see these stories, right? They just become these, these kind of empty, in these empty vessels that maybe get shipped out to sea and no one gets to know about them. So. Um, you know, like all my series, Legends is an ongoing series, and it, um, you know, it, it just, each one that I get, it, it's just like this kind of natural high, because I think, again, you know, I'm saying to them, look what you've done to our community. And they're saying, no, that, you know, I was just living my life, but it, it's a chance for me to, like, really honor them in a way that they haven't, many of them haven't been honored before. And so not only do I want to share with my community, these beautiful, wonderful, powerful people. It's also like a real kind of, wow, look what I've got to do. Look who I get to have in front of my camera. It's very, it's very personal, you know, it's, and in my own little personal Lola Flash way, I'm able to say, yes, sister, yes, yes, brother, yes, sibling, you are amazing. And, you know, if it weren't for you, who knows? Tell us about your love of photography and the medium. I love the medium of photography and its ability to visually allure while initiating change. It's really been a passion of mine since I was tiny. You know, I, I always remember having a camera. Um, of course, that was like in the 60s. I started probably had my first camera and it was like a little Minox in a day. And um, of course, there was no digital photography around there. And I really didn't start off doing like social 
oriented pictures. You know, I wasn't looking to change the world like I am now. Um, I was taking pictures of my kingfish because I had a tank, a uh, fish tank. And, uh, you know, I was an only child, so definitely did not play with dolls. You know, I played with like my camera and my trucks and my oh, oh, Hot Wheels. Yeah, I still love playing with Hot Wheel cars. Love, love, love them. So photography is the one that really sits right with me. It's, you know, I, I remember when, even when I was young, you know, sometimes I used to think that I wish I could just wink, blink my eye and take a picture. Like in my head, I had this idea of a cell phone with the camera, but I wasn't an inventor. And so I didn't really think like, oh, I should reach out to, I don't know, Sony and tell them about this idea I have of this mini camera that's, you know, and, and now looking at these different, you know, inventions now, I'm, I'm like, you know, damn, I should have like pushed that idea a little bit forward because that's just what I was thinking, you know? So it's, um, I don't know, it's weird as you get older and you look back at things that you, that was just a fleeting deer and then they become this multi-million dollar like business. You're like, man, um, but it's, it's a powerful tool. It's a tool that has been used to document us from, I remember once when I was in Paris, I saw these photographs that, you know, showed like what a Negroid looked like. And, you know, there were these, all these people that had exaggerated features and, you know, it's been this way to classify people in my communities and not such a enlightened way. And so, I suppose for me, using photography is a way to kind of take back some inappropriate, unjust uh, stories and narratives that have been weaved. And even if you think of uh, um, Curtis's photographs of the Native Americans that he styled himself, it really was not like what the Native Americans look like, but you know, this white guy comes into the Native American community and says, this is how I see you. And this is how I'm gonna let the whole world see, right? So what I can do, what I have done is be able to, to change that narrative and to make it a narrative that is true. And because it's coming from me, right? It's coming from someone within, my, within the communities. So I'm not saying that people outside of our communities can't photograph. Once we have enough stories that are told by us, then maybe we can get, you know, begin a conversation that talks about all of us looking at each other and how we all see differences. And, you know, cause I think for us going forward, thinking about this being 2020 and 2021, I think we all have a lot of hope for change. Um, and that change, that hard work has to be done with conversations with your friends like you and sometimes they might say things that you don't like, and sometimes you might say things that they don't like. But you know, the only way we're going to make changes is, is really starting from the bottom, and you know, making and having these resolutions. And sometimes to just hear each other's voices. Lola, you still have an amazing passion for photography. Tell us about it. Why I have this passion for photography because it's it's magical, but it's it's deep in the reality of now, and also the missing information from the past and kind of like this glorious hope and you know all these things that we know now using these tools to to go further and 
and you know kind of weave this uh, again I have to use that word magical again but being able to to actually see ourselves in the future if we can't see ourselves in the present we didn't see ourselves in the past how the hell are we going to see ourselves in the future and I think that for me that's part of my need to uh, you know like really in a steadfast way photograph the people in my communities so that we can go forward in a really present, beautiful, strong, and I'm gonna use that word again, magical way. Thank you, Lola, for your contribution, time and passion for this project. It's truly touched me. I recommend to all listeners to head to Lola Flash's website, www.lolaflash.com. Thank you for listening. I'm Michelle from samesamebutblack.co.nz